It's time for Love Talk with your hosts, Kathy and Carrie. And welcome to Love Talk this morning, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with the beautiful Coach Carrie Brinkader. And we are thrilled to be with you after our first week of New Year's. And friends, you are tuning into Love Talk on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership. And it's a beautiful time in Texas. God is working And friends, we get to step out and lead and love across Texas and across America each day here on Love Talk. And we are talking today about the best New Year's resolution. I know a lot of you are thinking about New Year's resolutions. Maybe some of you aren't thinking about a New Year's resolution this year. Well, we want to talk about not talking about it as well and what that (laughs) might be. Coach Kerry, it's great to, to be with you this morning. How are you doing this week? Oh, hey, Kath. Great to be with you as well. Hello, friends. Welcome to Love Talk. I'm doing great this week. You know, I wonder, my question to our amazing listeners today is, how you doing on that New Year's resolution? It's been it's been a week. <laughs> it's been Are a you, week. Have you already thrown it away? Um have you stuck to it? Um, you know, I, I really like this program today, Kathy, that you have put together because I was kind of anti-resolution this year. I was thinking about some things, you know, that I, that, that were on my radar, but now after studying this program, I am not anti-resolution. Um, and <laughs> you've this, come around, Carrie. I've come around. I've come around. This has really spurred on some thoughtfulness about how we approach the resolution and, um, and turn it all for the glory of the Lord. So I, I think this is going to be wonderfully eye-opening. Um, I mean, if it, if it touches your heart, listening friends, like it did mine, um, it's very, very eye-opening. So I, I think you're really going to enjoy today's program. Well, and you know, I'm so looking forward to discussing this, Coach Carey, because last week for January 1st, the very first Saturday, the first Love Talk program of the new year, we talked about hope. And mm-hmm. we, we walked through this amazing acrostic that you had put together and we discussed hope as a, as a virtue, virtue to be cultivated rather than just this fleeting feeling or inclination. And friends, I'm telling you, if you missed it, you're going to want to get that program. Go to lovetalknetwork.com. You can find it in our archives or you can go to your uh, favorite podcast site and grab it. It'll be our last program or the, our last program that was posted. This one will be posted too as soon as we finish, uh, the program today. Uh, but we looked at, at hope. And the more that I thought about a New Year's resolution, the more I came to the belief that really a New Year's resolution is an internalized, personalized version of hope. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I really want to talk to you about that because, you know, Carrie, the more I did research on this, I came across some stunning statistics that this year we saw a sharp decline. And I mean sharp decline. We'll we'll let you know how much, listeners, in just a bit, but a sharp decline in the number of people who are making New Year's resolutions. And one of the primary reasons that they gave for not ma- making a resolution is because they're discouraged. And I'm thinking, well, the enemy's at it again, isn't he? He's out there just taking away our courage. He's discouraging Mm -hmm. us. And I tell you, friends, while the enemy wants to take courage out of us, Jesus wants to put courage into us. And so I think that this program is about New Year's resolution, but it's about courage. It's about Mm -hmm. taking courage, about grabbing a hold of that internalized personal hope that we have. And coming forward strong into 2022. So we're excited to discuss this today. We're going to look at a biblical basis for the New Year's resolution, as well as how to go about determining what a good New Year's resolution is for each of us. A few tips on how to identify a good personal New Year's resolution. And then Coach Carrie, how to keep it. I know, right? (laughs) These are great tips and really thought-provoking. So, uh, you know, our key verse today comes from Revelation 21, 5. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making all things new. 
Kathy, it's 2022. (laughs) You know what's kind of odd is I haven't had any trouble. You know how normally when the new year starts and you write, go to write the date on a form or a check or whatever, you you invariably end up, you know, writing the wrong date. I have had no trouble writing 2022. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. You're, we're like, we are ready to write off 2021 (laughs) like never before. We are ready to press into 2022. I'm with you there. Yes, for sure, for sure. So we are very excited to discuss this today. Um, well, but Kathy, what is going on in your world uh, in this first year, first week of the new year? Well, we, your college girls are still home, but they uh, are. your your junior in high school has probably gone back to school. She has gone back to school. Yes, she had a big basketball game last night. She was fierce. She was she was great. We just love watching her play. Our other two, our uh, daughter who goes to Boise State, she starts back uh, this next Monday. And uh, our daughter who goes to Baylor, she starts back on the 18th. And oh, so wow. we have her, Coach Carrie, for her 21st birthday. She turns 21 years oh. old on January 16th. I can hardly believe it myself. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. So she's going to get to be home with you guys for her birthday. That's so special. I love that so much. Yeah, um, we're looking forward to it. So we've been skiing this week. We took them both up for a final week of skiing up in McCall um, at this little ski area called Brundage that is just fantastic. Had a really couple of great days of skiing. And uh, now we're back down here in Boise, Idaho, and uh, just getting ready for the for the next week ahead. Absolutely. Yes, my kids are back in school, much to their chagrin. Um, you know, it's McKinsey's <laughs> final semester of high school, which is super fun. So she is, um, you know, putting the, the final touches on her thesis and really diligently working through that to get a, a wonderful final product uh, that she will present in April. So that's kind of on the forefront of her brain. Some really good advice that I got from uh, a seasoned mama, uh, goodness, almost a year ago was, hey, when your kid is a senior, don't talk about college every day. Set up a weekly meeting or a meeting every other week where it's a designated time to talk about college Or for some, you know, talk about what's next, what the next step is, because it might not be college. It might be uh, heading into the workforce or heading to trade school or or whatever. Um, And so that has been such a valuable piece of advice because I think we could drive ourselves crazy. Well, we would drive each other crazy if we (laughs) um, had to talk about that every day. And so we have a meeting set up this weekend to chat about uh, her next step, because she has not made a decision yet about school, and she's got several schools that are throwing money at her and inviting her to... <laughs> of course, she's a Brinkator. Yeah, well, uh, thank goodness she got her daddy's smarts. Um, so, right. um, you know, throwing... So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I'm excited to to have that meeting with her this weekend. And, of course, listening friends, you know that Logan had surgery two weeks ago on his knee. Uh, everything went really well. And mm. he's um, non-weight-bearing for another six weeks. So we, will, we were able to procure him a wheelchair, which has been incredibly helpful. Wow. He fell at school one day um, on his crutches, just, you know, oh. slippery, and he fell. And... So we were like, you know what, it might be better as we protect that injury for him to be in a wheelchair and just crutch whenever, you know, it's a short distance or something. So that's been helpful. Um, And he has such great friends that are keeping his spirits up. So, um, yeah, yeah. I will tell you, those wheelchairs, when you're young, they're a ton of fun. I mean, you can (laughs) pop those little wheelies on the wheelchairs and, you know, you have, Logan has exceptional balance. So he's probably doing all kinds of acrobatics in the house on those wheelchairs. Um, Not quite yet. He's just been in it a couple of days. Um, So, um, but I'm sure, thanks, Kathy, I'm sure that, <laughs> that he will learn. I'm sure there's no prodding needed there for tricks and skills. Yeah, <laughs> they are a ton. I, I remember there was when I was a teenager, my brother had to be in a wheelchair for a while. 
I don't even remember what it was, but we found that when we got the wheelchair on the carpet, it had some really nice grab and it almost kind of, I don't know, stabilized it a bit. And so we all learned how to just get into that kind of wheelie position where you're just on, you know, kind of the back two wheels. And I mean, I don't know. We had so much fun. We had a great time. Logan's going to have a great time with it. And he's been keeping in touch with Faithy, your youngest, Mm -hmm. my youngest. They kind of keep in touch on social media. So Mm -hmm. she said that he was really keeping his spirits up, which, of course, we're like, we expect expect nothing less from Logan Brinkater mm-hmm. and we're just thrilled to hear it that the healing seems to be going well. Yep, that's what we're that's what that's our prayer right now for sure. Well, Kathy, let's get into this New Year's the best New Year's revolu- resolution. Let's hear a little bit of brief history on this. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting when I got into it because historical record can actually show evidence of New Year's resolutions for the past four thousand years. You know, it's so funny. We think, oh, modern times is responsible for everything good. Well, gosh, guys, not so. (laughs) This has been going on for thousands of years. Four thousand years. Yeah. Four thousand years. And so it the New Year's resolution became more widespread with the rise of the Roman Empire, of course, like everything else. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. The Roman Empire just kind of raised it all up and roads and plumbing and all that good stuff. Well, also the New Year's resolution, we can thank uh, Julius Caesar for the for the New Year's resolution really taking hold when he established January as the beginning of the new year. And um, it's interesting because uh, early Christians, that first day of the new year became the traditional occasion for thinking about one's past mistakes and resolving to do better in the future. And and we're going to be coming back to this a little bit in the program. So looking back at one's past mistakes, resolving to do better in the future. And the New Year's resolutions were considered a religious activity until the turn of the 20th century. So, I mean, this is kind of a, you know, it is a, a spiritual exercise, if you will. And um, but what we've seen recently is that the New Year's resolution has been making a huge decline. And so if we look from just 2020, uh, 2020 to 2021, in 2020, we saw that about 43% of people, so almost half of the population was making some form of a New Year's resolution. Well, this year in December, um, they did from December 14th to December uh, 22nd, CBS News poll did a random sample of just over a thousand adults nationwide in the in the U.S. asking them, have you made a, 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 um, a New Year's resolution um, and do you intend to make a New Year's resolution? And if so, why? And, and if not, why not? And they found that this year only 29%, so it's gone from almost half the population to just a third, 29%, mm. the fewest ever, are, mm. are planning on making a New Year's resolution. And the reason that they gave for the sharp decline is because people were mostly discouraged when they're looking ahead to the next 12 months. Mm. So, friends, we are going to be walking through um, four steps to making New Year's resolutions, excuse me, five steps to making New Year's resolution. And step number one, Coach Kerry, is take courage. Take That's courage. where we need to find, yes, we need to step into 2022 and take courage. We need to not be discouraged by the next 12 months we see ahead of us because Christ tells us that we aren't supposed to be afraid, that we're supposed to be aware, but we're supposed to be incredibly encouraged knowing that he is with us and that he goes ahead of us and that he will never leave us or abandon us. And so we don't need to be discouraged when we look ahead, but we can take courage and go into 2022 strong. Well, and and you said this a little bit earlier, Kathy, you know, so many people are discouraged and that comes from the enemy, as Miss Evelyn would say, you know, the enemy is so good about discouraging us, about breaking apart families, about making our problems seem like giant mountains in front of us. That is the enemy. And I love this courage because our God is not a God of chaos and he is not a God of discouragement. He is a God of encouragement and of hope. And when we start taking that step forward, we find that courage. 
Mm-hmm. So, friends, when we return to Love Talk, we've got some questions to ask each other about discouragement and perspective. When we return to Love Talk, right after this. Welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on KTXW, The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas Christian Talk. We are building bridges of love and leadership in this new year, friends. And welcome back as we are entering into our second segment talking about the best New Year's resolution. Well, this is Kathy Endebrock. And, friends, I have with me Coach Carrie Brinkader. Coach Carrie, you took us out in our first segment talking about one of the When we're walking through these five steps of making a New Year's resolution, in our first segment, we discussed that there's been a huge decline in the number of people who are actually making New Year's resolutions. And the reason that they give for not making a New Year's resolution is discouragement, that they're Mm -hmm. discouraged when they look ahead for the next 12 months. And we know, as you said, taking us out, that our God is not a God of discouragement, but our God is a God of courage and hope and pressing forward with strength. And so, Coach Carey, I have a question for you. What do you do to make sure that discouragement doesn't grab a hold of your life and your perspective? Well, it's a great question because we really do have to guard against discouragement. And listening friends, I would highly recommend if you missed last week's program, I would recommend that you go to our archives at Love Talk Network. Um, all you have to do is Google Love Talk Network and you can, you can get to our archives. Um, and go to last week's program. And last week's program is all about hope. Um, you know, we can get discouraged pretty easily, especially whenever we take our eyes off of Jesus. And it changes our perspective, right, Kathy? The second part of that, that question was, um, how do you make sure that discouragement doesn't grab a hold of your life and your perspective? When we're wrapped in ourselves, um, that discouragement seems to take hold and our perspective it gets a little bit skewed at times. Now, that's not to say that 2021 wasn't incredibly hard on a lot of people. I mean, um, with natural disasters and COVID and jobs and economy, you know, there's a lot of things that could very easily discourage us and change us and cause our perspective to be very, very narrow. And, and, you know, those are life circumstances that a lot of times we don't have any control over. But the Lord says he wants us to have hope. And those four points just briefly that we had last week were to get into um, to habits of holiness. When we start our day with prayer, I tell you what, it changes our perspective for the day. When we have been hurt or we've had something that has really uh, affected us, to open our hearts to heal. That's the O and hope. The P is to persevere when we're in that darkness of despair, to persevere through that and turn our eyes to Jesus, because honestly, that is the only way to get through those dark times. And then E, expect the unexpected. You know, the Lord tells us in Isaiah that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. And so we can't even fathom what he has in store for us. And that's a great way, a great perspective to have as we tackle this best of the New Year's resolution. You know, it's funny, Coach Carrie. I think of 2021 as kind of being a Job kind of year. Yes, right? <laughs> and when you talk about, you know, just... um cities being burned and um, natural disasters and uh, economic downturn and people losing their jobs and people losing family members and 
Um, and then, you know, Job sought out his friends for advice and his friends were divisive. And, you know, his wife even said, you know, uh, you know, talked in a very despairing kind of way. And yet we see Job's response to God. Job still held himself accountable before God and Job would not, uh, give in to, um, the, the, he would not give up hope. He would not give in to the despair. He pressed into God. He asked God questions. He pressed into that relationship. And so, friends, I'm just telling you, if you've had a Job kind of year, go and read the book of Job. See what okay. God did. See how he questioned God. See how he brought his heart and poured it out to God. Mm-hmm. And then look at the end of Job. Yeah. And see how God blessed him for it. And so I think, you know, when I look at these New Year's resolution, uh, I, you know, I think I want to have the kind of resolve that Job had. And um, I think when we look back across the last 4,000 years of recorded history and see the fact that people have been making um, New Year's resolutions, you know, just for generations and generations and gen- even people that do not did not know the one true God have been making New Year's resolutions. And I I was asking, I'm like, okay, Lord, what is it that you put in us that Mm -hmm. would drive us so utterly to look at something new, a new opportunity and to make a resolution around it? And, you know, I think that there's five really incredible biblical truths that we can learn by looking at the fact that for 4,000 years, people have been making New Year's resolutions. And I want to share those with you as I've been thinking about them. Number one, we in as as humans, we innately recognize the truth that we are meant to become better versions of ourselves. God has put that in us. We can look at ourselves and we can say, we can be better. What we are today, we can be better tomorrow. And two, we innately understand that we personally have some say in this future better that we aspire to become, that it's a choice that we make, that it is something that we choose, that we somehow have a say in how we respond. We somehow have a say in the person that we choose to become. And um, there's a third truth that we can recognize that we, we are not presently the best version of ourselves. I think this is amazing. And I think this is something that the Holy Spirit reveals to us, that we can look at ourselves and say, we have not attained what is attainable yet. Like there is something ahead that is attainable, but we are not there yet. And I think that this whole principle of making this New Year's resolution, it kind of reveals that to us if we're willing to see it. Um, and the fourth truth I'd like us to consider is that each year, even if we have had the best year ever, we are still pulled toward the ideal of bettering or improving. And so what I'm saying here is it doesn't take us to be a, a beggar in order to see that we were made for something more. We can be the richest, wealthiest, healthiest, most athletic, beautiful person on earth, and we can still see that we can be better, that there is something better, that there's a higher something that we can attain. And I believe that that is something that God has placed in us and the Holy Spirit has revealed to us. And then five, which I think is really the crux around what the New Year's resolution uh, just kind of puts right in front of us, is that a desire for better and a desire to be better is not enough that something purposeful must happen that is such hard work that it seems sometimes to be impossible for us to attain, but that we must press forward and be willing to work hard, that in order to, to become better, to be better, to reach better, that it takes some sort of, of application of hard work. And even though it seems like it's out of our reach, we still have this desire to reach for it. And I think that that is something that Jesus says, hey, I have made the impossible possible for you. And we know that there is a, a, a something, a person, there is something out there. If we don't know Christ, I think something within us has this desire and this knowledge that there is something out there or someone out there 
who can help us attain what seems to be impossible. And so I think if we look at scripture, we can see that all of these principles we can find in scripture and making a New Year's resolution. It's a wonderful thing and we shouldn't abandon it because we're too discouraged or we're too busy. And, um, you know, I well, think it's it's good to reflect on this past year on, on what we've done, what we've left undone, how we respond well, how we've responded poorly and and take take account of ourselves and press into a higher, better version of ourselves. Well, and I, you know, I'm reminded that it's it's not a time for beating ourselves up, right? Yes, and going, true. oh, I could be better and I oh, could have done that better. And not a time for beating ourselves up because listening friends, I know a lot of you guys probably grew up in the church. Maybe, maybe you didn't, but I grew up in the church and this is not a negative thing. It's, it, it, it just is. So I grew up with some guilt. You know, no. revolving around sin and, and, you know, there's some healthy guilt there. Let's, let's be real, right? That's called the Holy Spirit telling us, Hey, Carrie, um, let's move in a different direction here. Um, and, uh, that's, that's when we turn and we, and we repent, but we're, we're not talking about beating ourselves up over past no. mistakes or beating ourselves up over shoulda, coulda, woulda. What we're talking about here is a time of honest, reflection before God. And I think there's a big difference, Kathy. There's a big difference between, you know, this uh, whole woe is me, the guilty, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Guilt complex and um, going and saying, you know what? Wow. I could have, Lord, as I reflect back on things, here's some things you're revealing to me where I, I really want to honor you. Yes. As I walk forward this year and I want to put you first um, because I see some areas where I have not done that. Yeah. And so that's um, really what's amazing to me about these points here is that we recognize that we're not presently the, the best version of ourselves. I remember growing up, my mom had this little magnet on the refrigerator. and <laughs> It said, um, uh, please be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. <laughs> Yes. Right. And I have to tell my kids that all the time. Guys, guys. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. Please be patient with me. God isn't finished with me yet. And um, I, there were so many magnets on that refrigerator. But that one is the only one I remember um, yeah. because it's so true. You know, in Psalm 4-4, it says, be angry and do not sin. Reflect in your heart and be still. Boy, this is a big one. You know, we mm -hmm. can be angry about something, but the command here is do not sin, mm -hmm. but reflect. Yeah, that's so true. You know, and Coach Carrie, I think about, you know, you as a coach, you can see the difference in those athletes that are very, very coachable yes. and those athletes that will not listen because they think that they know better. And then those athletes that if you try and give them a correction, they just take it personal and mm -hmm. they just kind of fold onto themselves. And um, I think there's such a difference, friends, if reflecting brings about shame that puts you in a gutter and makes you despair. That is that is not from God. Right. When when you have a healthy reflection, it should be joyful. Mm -hmm. Thank you to the whole saying thank you to the Holy Spirit. that He's revealing things in you that uh, that the Lord would want to grow you in those areas, that the mm -hmm. Lord would want to coach you in those areas, that the Lord would want to heal your heart in those areas and purify you in those areas and, and make you holy in those areas. I mean, it's just such a wonderful thing that God is willing just to um, just to help us see ourselves more clearly. And he is wanting to help uh purify us and and grow us up into something just this, this beautiful bride that he has and so i i agree coach carry we have to be very careful as we reflect that we are reflecting with joyful grateful hearts and not hearts um that would press into guilt or shame in any way well and i want to take i want to paint a picture here you know i'll 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 tell on myself a little bit over the break I reacted very poorly to a situation with my daughter and um, I could have handled it so much better. Oh my goodness. And um, after things had kind of quieted down, I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was crying. I was like, 
I just, I told, I told Ashley, listening friends, Ashley is my husband. Um, I told Ashley, I said, uh, man, I really messed that up. Golly, I messed that up. And he walked over and he just put his arm around me and he goes, it'll be okay. Mm. And I, that is the picture of our heavenly father, right? He just puts his arm around us. We, I'm sitting there beating myself up, right? <laughs> after I've already apologized to her, after I've already, you know, said, I'm sorry, I should have, I could, you know, I could have yeah. handled that better, all the things, right? I'm beating myself up. And my husband walks over and says, it'll be okay. And that's the picture of our heavenly father. And as we reflect on our year, right? The heavenly father, he's putting his arm around us saying, you know what? It'll be okay. Let's move forward. Let's just move forward. And I love that picture. And that really goes straight into your second point here, Kathy. Um, You know, our first point here was, um, goodness, I got to get there. Our first point here was take courage, right? And the second point is reflect and take account. When you think of a New Year's resolution, Kathy, what truth stands out to you that makes the effort of reflection and taking account of your past year worth it? You know, I when we looked at those five truths, Carrie, I really like the fifth one that says a desire for better and a desire to be better is simply not enough. We realize that something purposeful must happen that is hard work and that sometimes seems impossible for us to obtain but that Jesus makes attaining the impossible possible for us. And, and I just, I, I, when I'm thinking of a new year's resolution, I want it to be something that is so simple that it will make a huge impact, but also something that I can't do without Christ's help. And so I want to, I want to make a resolution that he would be cheering me on for, that he would be just so happy to grab a hold of my hand and help me with throughout the entire year of 2022. And, and I mean, I think that when, when we think of a resolution that is just God honoring that Jesus would be cheering us on for, it just makes me excited to press into it all the more and to be willing to do the hard work that it takes. Um, to mm-hmm. see the outcomes that Christ would bring in my life. What about you? Well, we don't want to be afraid of that hard work, right? Yeah. Because resolutions shouldn't be something that it should be at the forefront of our brain, right? <laughs> but if it was easy, we would have already done it. Yeah. Right? And so um, it, it might just be something that we have to constantly think about. Like for me, it's, Take a breath before you speak, Brinkator, you know, (laughs) Um, take a breath. That would really solve a lot of issues. You know, had I just taken a breath and thought for half a second um, in that situation with my daughter, things would have have never um, occurred the way they did. But I had a knee jerk reaction, which was silly. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Been there. Been there. Right. Oh, yeah. We all have. so so that really resonates with me as well. Now, Kathy, you're number three here. I, I really, really like. So we've got take courage. All right. As we look ahead and, you know, take take courage and hope in, in this new year, in this new thing we're embarking upon here in 2022. Right. To uh, reflect and take account. So in order to reflect, we have to look back and we have to take account. But as we move forward, what questions can we be asking ourselves and how do we get there? So number three, Kathy, for you was take a pen and write it down. <laughs> yes. You know, Coach Carrie, I think this is so funny because there was a, a 2016 study that was, it was called Discover Happy Habits and they just interviewed this huge swath of uh of of people and asked them um did you make a new year's resolution uh and if you did did you keep it and they actually tracked if they kept it through the first week the first month the first six months etc and the one of the reasons that almost one quarter so almost 25 percent of those who failed to keep their new year's resolution responded that they simply failed because they forgot what their resolution was. <laughs> you know, it cracks me up, but it doesn't crack me up, right? No. Because I'm a list maker. If I don't write it down, 
I forget to do it. Yeah. And um, so taking a pen and writing it down is absolutely a big deal. And there's just something about putting a putting something in writing that feels different than just saying it out loud. Well, you know, and I think this is one of the things that God's word speaks to us over and over and over on every page. This truth that important things are written down. God has declared his word to us and written it down for us. We can see throughout the Bible where um, God is giving um, instructions to somebody, even starting, you know, back in the first five books of the Bible in Exodus with Moses. He's like, write this down. And we see it all the way at the end of the Bible in Revelation. God says, write this down. And um, so we see that important things are written down. And so friends, you know, we're going to take you through some questions that you might ask yourself um, as you're reflecting and as you're taking account. But while you're asking yourself those questions, you should have a pen in hand. You -hmm. should go and grab your favorite journal or Mm -hmm. whatever notebook is closest to you and write down responses to reflection questions. And so, Carrie, we have a few just to get them started. What what would what reflection questions would you recommend? And I think these are really, really good, friends. These are really good. This this part right here. um, Put your listening ears on. Go grab a pen. What area of my life this past year has not honored God? Whoa. Yeah. And, you know, that is in, I mean, you just need to be willing to look at every area of your life, your, your personal life, your private life, your financial life, your spiritual life, your, um, you know, just general health, health of relationships, physical health, mental health, emotional health, uh, just looking at areas of your life that, um, do they put God first or not put God first? Mm-hmm. Do they um, consider others or not consider others? So I think that's a good one and, and one that we can really spend a lot of time on. I think mm-hmm. also another great question is over the past year, what one thing would I like to be able to do over? Right. Yeah. Cool. That, that's a big one for me because that's one of the things that stands out. I can, you know, we look back on a year, it's easy to kind of pull out those little regret moments. Mm -hmm. And I would say, look at those regret moments, not as regrets, but for opportunities for God to build, redeem and do something spectacular in your life. Well, and be willing to ask those questions. Yeah. And that's exactly what we were talking about, Kath, you know, not beating ourselves up over it, but, but looking at it as a way to move forward and feel better as a human about <laughs> about what that next step is. So that's a really good one. Over the past year, what one thing would I like to be able to do over for sure? All right. Now, here's another one. Over this past year, what has caused me to stumble? Yeah. You know, is there something that the enemy keeps putting in your path and you are blind to it? And you keep stumbling right over that every time. Or maybe you're not blind to it, but you keep going back to it because it's a guilty pleasure or it's a vice or whatever it may be, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's causing us to stumble because we just keep going back to it. And we're powerless against that thing until we put it in the hands of the Lord. That's true. Right? So what... What has caused me to stumble? That's a, another really, really good one, Kathy. Okay, well, what about this one? Over the past year, what has kept me from being the person that I want to be? That's so true. You know, I think that we have this 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 vision for ourselves, which I think is so wonderful. And and uh, you know, I think because God, He He, we know what good looks like. You know, I mean, we right. can see it in. Uh, we just we have this innate understanding of what good looks like and we aspire to be this goodness. And so what is it that's keeping us from that? And and I think that can also if we're willing to really reflect on that and, and hold ourselves accountable to that, we can really uncover some amazing things that God would like to do in our lives. And so. Carrie, what about this one? Um, what is my life producing on a regular basis, either spiritual fruit or worldly selfishness? Oh, man. Right. <laughs> and uh, the the wording of that question is important. 
what is my life producing on a regular basis? Yeah. Not every now and then, but if someone were to describe me today, would it be about spiritual fruit or would it be about worldly selfishness? Where do my actions typically lead me? And as I reflect on that, what is my spiritual fruit from this past year? Love, joy, peace, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Did I forget one? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. I mean, wow. That's a, another really, really great one. There's right. a lot of. Well, you know, I'm just going to say we can look back and look back and we have to be willing to do that. But we also need to be willing to look to the future. And friends, we have one segment coming up. And this is one of my favorite parts of this program is we are going to look to the future. We are going to catch a vision for what God would want to do with this New Year's resolution that he is putting in front of us to choose to make. We're going to hear from our amazing sponsors that keep Love Talk on the air. They are our friends. We hope they'll become your friends as well. Uh, You can hear from them over our break and we'll be right back with you with more Love Talk looking into the future to catch a vision right after this. Welcome back to Love Talk. You found the love, ladies. I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with my good friends, Kathy and DeBrock. We're so grateful that you are with us today as we are skipping, hopping, joyfully running into 2022 and discussing the best New Year's resolution. What a wealth of information we have already covered today, Kathy. Um, man, I, I love these areas that we are taking a pen, writing it down, not only our resolution, but writing down some things. Um, you know, what area of my life has not honored God this year? Um, if I could do one thing over, what would it be? What has caused me to stumble on a regular basis? Am I producing spiritual fruit or am I exuding worldly selfishness? These are all great, great questions uh, that we can ask ourselves as we reflect over the past. So now we need to look to the future. Once we've identified one resolution that we're going to make and we, we need to get excited about our what our future will look like when, not if we keep this resolution, but when we keep this resolution, this leads us to our step number four for making a New Year's resolution to get a vision for the future. It's so important and this is what most people fail to do. You know, Kathy, I know I've, I've told you guys listening friends that I, for years, my husband at work did these vision boards um, to start the new year. And I have to admit, I, I, I kind of made fun and I thought they were a little bit <laughs> hokey. And again, there's my knee jerk reaction coming out. Um, but I wisened up and I saw the benefit in making a board that you look at every day and it reminds you of why you're doing what you're doing, right? And um, we have not made our vision boards for 2022. We need to get on that. But we did for last year. And um, Ashley and mine were hanging in our bathroom, like right by our sink where we (laughs) brush our teeth and get ready in the morning. And something to look at. What is our vision and why are we doing what we're doing? Now, Kathy, from a business perspective, you know why this vision is so important. You know, when I used to consult with companies, it was so critical to help them to get past the whole principle of making goals and business strategies and to look further out and say, okay, what is the vision that you have for yourself? What 
What are you aiming to be? Why why is it worth keeping and aiming towards all of these goals? Be, and and if the company could get a vision and and you know companies just call it a vision statement, if they could get a vision that was cohesive, it would pull the group together, help them move in the same direction. And, and really help them overcome adversity and uh, be willing to make the changes that needed to be made within the organization to reach towards that vision. And I think it's the same for us. Our our New Year's resolution is going to take purposeful application and work. It's going to require perseverance. So we've got to be able to see what that end result will look like and what it will mean to us. And so, friends, For this point, number four, of getting a vision for the future, we need to pick up our pen again and respond to one question. How will my life be different if I keep this resolution? How will my life be different if I keep this resolution? You know, friends, we need to Mm -hmm. be able to see ourselves living a life with this resolution completely fulfilled. We Mm -hmm. will... What will my relationship with God look like? What will my relationship with others look like? How will my life impact God's kingdom? How will I see myself differently? How will others see me differently? I think that if we can, we can get a vision for the impact that this one resolution will have on our life, we are going to better understand the value of keeping it and we're going to persevere through the work that it takes to, to, uh, to see it through. You know, that's, it's really important, Kathy, that we catch this vision. And I, I really like how you've said this. How will my life be different? If we're just saying, you know, I, I'm just going to, you know, make this resolution to eat better, right? But we don't have a plan for eating better. <laughs> we don't make a new grocery list that we keep the same groceries on the list or whatever. It, you know, like you've said, it takes work. But what, but really, how will my life be different if I do eat better and healthier foods? And how will my life be different? I won't be on blood pressure medication. I, my cholesterol numbers will go down, whatever it may be, right? I'll sleep Mm -hmm. better. Um, so it's important to answer that question for sure. And how will my life impact God's kingdom? How will I see myself differently? These are great, great questions to ask us. All right, listening friends, we've been through four of the five um, ways to make a New Year's resolution. So take courage, reflect, and take account. Don't beat yourself up, but reflect. Take a pen and write it down, loves. Get a vision for the future and Kathy, phone a friend, number five. Number five. You know, I love this because, um, you know, similar to all those TV game shows when participants are <laughs> wanting to win a million dollars and they need a little help, yeah. they are given the option of phoning a friend. And, you know, I think that sometimes we need a friend who can help us be accountable to keep this New Year's resolution. I think that's so important that when we tell it to someone else, when we write it down, we kind of like, Give it weight. And then when we tell a friend, boy, we make it real. And talking with that friend about how they will hold you accountable to the New Year's resolution and even discussing how you can get back on track if you stumble, how they might help you get back on track if you stumble so that you know, hey, you're not on this all on your own. And, you know, and I think telling Jesus, your best, closest friend, the Lord of your life, the CEO over you, telling him this New Year's resolution and asking him that he would give you a word to anchor down this resolution Mm -hmm. and get a word from scripture, friends. I mean, you can get a vision for what your life is going to look like, how it's going to look different when this resolution is completely fulfilled and have that scripture there that you are able to look at every day that you're able to memorize and and meditate on. That is a word from, uh, from your best friend, from your Lord, from your savior, that says, hey, I'm with you through this. You take courage and we're going to we're going to fulfill. We're going to see this resolution completely fulfilled in your life in 2022. Well, and I, I don't want us to be remiss here, Kathy, before we close our program to talk about how we get back on track when and if we stumble. You know, it's it's human nature to go, oh, well, you know, I said I was going to work out four days a week and this week. 
shoot, I only got in two days. Well, there, there it goes. No, 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 no. You know, the Lord renews us every day. Every day is a new day. We don't have to just throw it all away because we stumbled. No, we get back on track. It's just a stumble. Mm-hmm. You might stumble every week between now and the and the next six months. You're still trying. It's still at the forefront of your brain as to how you're going to honor God and how you're going to move forward and how this one thing is going to change your life and make your life look different. So you know what? When or if you do stumble, just get right back on track the next day. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just move forward. Just move forward. It's okay. Um, today's a new day. <laughs> I love that. And that's so true. Friends, I think whenever we are moving forward in God's kingdom, when we are moving forward um, in relationship with him, it should be a joy. It should be a growth experience. It should be an adventure. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I think doing the right thing, the best thing, sometimes it's the hardest thing. But boy, it is the thing which will provide the most fruit, the most peace, the most courage, the most strength in your life. It is absolutely worth it. And, you know, Coach Carrie, I, I really want to make sure that uh, we don't end the, the program without really talking about the most important uh, New Year's resolution that anyone can make if you haven't made it already. And that would be to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is something that is is so important. And it's easy as ABC. And friends, we talk about this on the program so often. We try and close out the majority of our Love Talk programs with the ABCs of relationship with Christ. That It starts with A, that we admit that we are a sinner, that we cannot do this on our own, that there is an ideal that we cannot obtain and that we are just messing it up. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And friends, when we get to be of the ABCs, it's believed that Jesus Christ is God's son, that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day to offer us the free gift of salvation. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, whoever, that means you, that means me, that whoever is listening to this, whoever says yes to him, you are that whoever, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And then friends, C is for confess your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, that's the same thing as phoning a friend. There is a Roman, there's a verse in Romans, uh, Romans 10. Uh, verses 9 through 10, it says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Share the good news with a friend. Tell them the best resolution that you have ever made for the new year and get advice on how to walk out that resolution. Friend, if you need a Bible and you don't have one, it would be our distinct pleasure to send you a Bible. You can call us on the love line at 512-644-7972, and we will send you that Bible. And friends, we want to tell you to find a church. Go out there and find a church that teaches God's word, that embraces you with love and compassion, not guilt and shame but that just embraces you as part of the family of God and that encourages you to get into God's word and to read it and to study it and to press into relationship with him. And friends on Love Talk, you can always go to our archives and learn more about this relationship with Jesus Christ in our past programs. Go to lovetalknetwork.com and just scroll down. You'll see many programs on our archives. It's such a pleasure to be with you, Coach Carrie. Thank you so much for um, everything for this New Year's program and friends. We look forward to being with you every Saturday on Love Talk at 10 a.m. You can find us again at lovetalknetwork.com. You can find us on your favorite podcast at Love Talk Network Radio, and we'll look forward to being with you next Saturday on Love Talk Network.